The views in this podcast are the participants' own and are not the views of their respective companies. Welcome to Aerox The Legacy Life, the podcast asking, what does a career in runoff insurance or reinsurance actually look like? I'm your host, Katie Reynolds, and today we are joined by Jose Martinez, Vice President of Reinsurance and Commutations Expert at Swiss Re. Jose, thank you so much for joining us today. What do you do as a Vice President of Reinsurance and Commutations Expert? And as a commutations expert, <laughs> what sort well, of thing does that role entail? Well, first of all, thank you for, for having me. I've been looking forward to, to doing this for quite some time now. So my role is pretty, pretty basic, right? We try to negotiate the reinsurance contracts, uh, the risk of portfolio to try to get off some of the legacy books of business that, that are available so that we can either write more business or keep the same share of active business. So my role is to kind of put these packages together, work with the seeding companies to come up with a computation scope, come up with pricing, review the data, review discount models, cash flows, uh, prepare estimates, look at various scenarios within the claims, do claim-specific research and, and understand the certain trends and how these claims will develop and evolve over time. My main responsibility is to you know negotiate these, these agreements and come to a, a resolution. One of my favorite questions to ask guests, because I never know where they're going to go with it, is how did you get where you are today? What has your career path looked like? That's funny you say that, because I've, I've been in reinsurance now over 20 years. So I'll start by you know how I got into corporate America and how I got in, into to business in general, because I think it all kind of lends, it lends itself. And I didn't take the traditional route. Not every road is specific to, or it's it's consistent, right? I didn't go to college right after high school. So what I did is I, I actually started working right after high school in banking. So I sold mortgages for a living. So I was 18 years old, started learning how to do mortgages and started doing that. At 19, I opened my first company, Quality Mortgages. So I started refinancing, selling houses and flipping houses and kind of getting myself into that. This was early 2000 and the market started to change and started to fluctuate. I sold the company. Uh, my sister was a corporate attorney at Aon at the time. And she's like, hey, I think this is a great industry. This is something that really fits your skill sets. You might enjoy it. So, you know, why don't you, you know, come and join us and, and see how you like it. So I kind of felt into it versus like, this is what I want to do. I want to study risk uh, analysis. And, and I, you know, that this is what I did. I, and, you know, I eventually went to college and I have two master's degrees, but, you know, I kind of fell into to this industry that I absolutely love and have been doing this for quite some time now. And it's been challenging, fun, interesting, and I've been trying to promote it and get more people into it because uh, I, when you think of insurance, you just think of, your homeowner's insurance or or a car policy or you know something basic like that but it's there's so much more that that it involves yes yeah, speaking of that um normally i like to ask my guests you know how how do we go about getting young professionals or or other professionals from other industries interested or involved in insurance and, and reinsurance and usually it's all very hypothetical people have suggestions or recommendations but 
whether they're actually doing it themselves or their companies are doing it, it's kind of up in the air, but it's not hypothetical for you. You're actually out there creating awareness and interest. Could you tell us what you're doing and then tell us why that's so important? Like I said, I, I do coaching. So I coach girls and boys, volleyball and basketball. I've coached at elementary school and I've coached at high school. And the kids that I coach and that I mentor, when they go on to college, they come back to me and, you know, they ask me for reference letters and ask me for guidance and, 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 and that stuff. So, you know, my first AROC event, we had this discussion on how to recruit to the industry. And it was always starting young. And one of the, the the topics was starting them in high school. I was like, well, I got you beat. I'm going to start them in an elementary school. So I, you know, I <laughs> you know, started drilling on that and, and, and just creating that exposure and creating that, that interest and, and making it fun and kind of just showing them exactly what I do. But I'm, I'm still the Chandler of my family, right? Nobody knows what I do. And sometimes <laughs> I don't even know what I do. And that's, that's fine. I get it. And, and, and that's normal. But I, I, you know, I, I try to, to interject some of the, the terms and, and some of the, the verbiage so that, you know, when they're in college or high school and they're, they're taking business classes or they're understanding what their homeowner's policy is or the car policy is, that, that they've had some exposure to to, to these terms. I was at, at Safety National for, for a year and I used to uh, work on this umbrella portfolio. And I was commuting back and forth to St. Louis and I was still coaching uh, in Chicago and I was coaching uh, 6th, 7th and 8th grade girls at the, at the time for volleyball and basketball. And all of a sudden, one of the girls asked me, she's like, coach, she's like, why are you going to, to St. Louis and you're not here you know, during the week, but you're, you, know, you come back on the weekends? What, what exactly do you do? And at the time, I was doing umbrella coverage. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I work on, on this umbrella portfolio. She turns around and she's like, oh, my God, I discovered what coach does for a living. He sells umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the rest of the school year was them telling their parents that I sell umbrellas and telling the, the, the administration that, that I sell umbrellas. And it was the funniest thing, but I know that that story is going to stick with them. And I know that when they get into to, you know, high school and, and college, that that'll click and that story will, will stay connected to them because they know I'm in insurance and they, they know that, you know, I work on, on these portfolios, but I just try to create these trigger words and, and something that they'll have some reflection or some resemblance to and try to kind of create that connection. So I, you know, I start there, but I also have been recruiting for Swiss Re now and, you know, going out and speaking at different college campuses and trying to get people not necessarily just to join Swiss Re, but to join this industry, to understand that there's there's a lot of opportunity. And there's a lot of like niche finance and claims and underwriting and investment. So there's there's different areas within this one industry that you can build a really successful career on. And, and it's not just your homeowner's policy. It's not just that. There's more nuances to that. And, I, you know, that's my first goal. So how do I get them into the industry? And all right, how do I get them to Swiss Re or who, you know, whomever it is that I'm working for at the time? But it's just kind of creating that connection and, you know, going into these, these different job fairs and these different schools and speaking at, you know, um, 
Latino conferences as well, and just trying to to make sure that there's there's change within within the industry, and there's there's an understanding that there's a lot of opportunities and successful careers that you can build on on any one of these lines of business. So when you're talking to children that you mentor or coach or you know their their family members or what have you, how are you making insurance or reinsurance sound? interesting because I know there's a preconceived notion in a lot of our minds, thanks to media and whatnot, as to what we actually do and what it's like. And it really doesn't always match reality. So how do you make it interesting? I get laughed at uh, this a lot. I was like, well, we insure municipalities, we insure bridges, we insure the Olympics and kind of focus on these big events. And I was kind of bring it back to, you know, the Titanic had an insurance policy by Lloyd's and everybody's heard of the Titanics and that like, how does that policy, how does that insurance, you know, apply to that? So it's, on someone who's not well versed in the industry is you, if you kind of simplify it and 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 allow a little bit of a correlation to what we do then you gain a little bit more acceptance and understanding or at least intrigue and people are fascinated by that it's like oh wait a minute it's like swiss reinsured the olympics or you know or these these buildings and and like oh that's fascinating it's like how did how is that and then you start going into like the, the ins and outs of the, those policies and the programs but I, that's what people fascinates people you start talking cat coverage and looking at you know hurricane season and, and looking at these all these parameters and why I'm on, my, I'm on my phone from august to november trying to track these storms and being a meteorologist but, it, you know, just trying to make it fun and interesting so that there's something that one way or another triggered this keyword and they'll, they'll kind of fall into this industry. So for other professionals in insurance or reinsurance, because we should all be advocates for our, our profession, what do you recommend that other people just in the industry do? How can they get involved? How can they spread the word about insurance and reinsurance and that it's a good career to have? I've tried to recruit a lot of people even to change industries and change careers at their professional level and very experienced because a lot of what they what a lot of what their experience has been lends itself to what we do. And, and sometimes as you, you know, you meet people that they've kind of peaked in, in a certain industry, but there's a window in the world of opportunity in, in insurance and reinsurance. So I try to kind of promote the amount of opportunities within this industry that'll, that'll help catapult that individual's career. And, you know, I go to a lot of job fairs and, and associations and, and try to be with these professional organizations so that there's someone advocating for this industry and there's someone speaking on, on the benefits and the opportunities that exist because you just don't have to go to Wall Street or one of these investment bankers and work on investment. You can work on investment here in, in the insurance industry and have that exposure and, and then have other opportunities as you do rotations and, and you learn all about the, the business. You do a lot of mentoring, as we've talked about, not just with members of your community, but also with people who are new to Swiss Re or you know any company you're working at. What can people do to help these new hires, either to transfer knowledge, facilitate the transfer, help them, you know, network? What what can people as a mentor do? That's a good question. So this is something that's plagued the industry for for a long time, right? We have 
individuals that have been in this industry for a long time. They're you know at the age where they're getting ready to retire, and you know people that are coming up in the industry and haven't really been exposed to the same things. I'm a big advocate of if you don't learn your history, you're bound to repeat it. And I think that it's it's very important to preserve the knowledge and the experience of of those individuals that have passed before us and have done this. It's important for them to preserve their ideas, to preserve the issues that they've encountered, how they overcame certain aspects of, of their career, and to and to really share those experiences with uh, this next generation or new employees or or um, anyone who's interested in, in learning from it, because there's that wealth of knowledge. Once it's gone, it's gone and it's hard to duplicate and it's hard to replace. But I think that it's it's very important for anyone at a corporate level to preserve that those ideas, those philosophies, you know, what what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, and the dynamics of of certain uh, aspects of you know claim management, claim handling, or underwriting and relationships and and that sort. So that's my my biggest uh, takeaway is that you know if you're willing to share your knowledge, you're willing to write down what your what your experiences are and 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 share them. And, and really ensure that that people understand, you know, those pain points and that they're they're willing to learn from it. What advice do you have for young professionals? Anything that has worked particularly well for you? Anything you wish you would have known? You know, I, I tell people this all the time and it's so cliche and it's so obvious. You got to create a LinkedIn account, right? You got, you got to build your network. You got to remember people's faces. I come from, from and I'm, you know, dating myself or giving you my age here, but, you know, from a time point where we were relying on a Rolodex of business cards and I would, you know, that old uh, uh, office episode where Michael Scott writes on the back of a business card and things to say and things not to say and little nuances of the individual that they met. Well, you have all that. You have people's backgrounds, you have people's careers, you have people's education, and you can really get to know them if you spend a little bit of time looking at their their profile on LinkedIn and make a connection because that connection is going to stay with you the rest of your career. As that individual goes from one company to another, you're always going to have that connection. You're not going to lose their business card anymore. You don't need that paper business card to be able to, you know, keep tabs on them or communicate. A lot of the things that that we that I also focus on is like picking up the phone, making a personal connection, developing the relationship, getting to know the person on the other end, and really make it personal, right? Because when it's a personal relationship, people are willing to help you. People are willing to provide you with those opportunities and willing to speak on your behalf and, and willing to be advocates for, for your career and help you know, push you in the right direction and give you good guidance because there's that that personal relationship already. I don't think I've had anyone else mention LinkedIn. And I think that is fantastic advice. It's certainly been very beneficial for me. So yeah, I think that that's, that's really good advice to have and to give young professionals or just anyone out there today. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jose. It was great having you and we appreciate all of your time and your insights. And with that, I'm just going to cue the music and close this thing out. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
The Next Gen Task Force is part of AROC, the only U.S.-based nonprofit association focusing on the legacy or runoff sector of the insurance and reinsurance industries. AROC serves the industry by providing education, networking, information, and data. Learn more about what we do at www.aroc.org or contact AROC's Executive Director, Carolyn Fahey, at carolyn at aroc.org. That's A-I-R-R-O-C dot org. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.